0: Hello, welcome to episode number 171 of the Apolog Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. I'd like to thank all the Amazon shoppers for clicking through the website. Also, by you can help the show out by going to apologca slash Amazon or apologca slash US Amazon. Every time you go to those links, bookmark them, and every time you go, you'll be supporting the show and it'll cost you no extra money. You can do it the old-fashioned way by going to apolog.ca and click on those uh, links on the right-hand side. Look at your country, Canada, USA, or the UK. Bookmark the links, and every time you shop, same thing. Sports The Show costs you no extra money. If you want to help the show out on a monthly basis, you can go to patreon.com slash You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel any time. You can also support the show by going to apolog.ca slash shop and buy a t-shirt or buy my band, my old band, Foursquare's Discography for $20. If you're on iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Give it five stars. It really does help out with the ranking and how things sit there. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today on the show, I have Tony Gonzalez of the band Baron Womb. Baron Womb are a band based out of Norway. They have a new record that's out on Spartan Records. It's called Old Money, New Lows. It's out on February 16th. And got in touch and we had this conversation. It's my first Norwegian band. But it's my third rock duo in, in about three weeks, four weeks now. So it's kind of neat. The one that with this band called Duotang, it hasn't come out yet, but... Yeah, so it's kind of weird. I'm just I seem to be the, you know the guy that interviews duos. So anyways, thank you so much, everybody. Here he is Tony Gonzalez of the band Baron Womb on the Applelogue podcast. What yeah. region of uh, of Norway are you based in?
1: It's in the middle of Norway. It's a town called Trondheim. Mm-hmm. Trondheim.
0: So, I mean, it was years ago, I almost came out that way with a band opening for satanic surfers. And I think their mm. only stop was Oslo. It was the only... So how, how...
1: Yeah, that's usually the case. Oslo, yeah. maybe Bergen, and then people leave. Yeah.
0: So yeah. is it is it like, a? are you in the country or are you sort of a, how's, is it a city?
1: It's a city. It's, I think it's the third or fourth biggest city in Norway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did you, uh, so you obviously started there. Or are you Are you from that area? Like, so how you started no, it? Uh,
1: I grew up up north, uh, pretty close to uh, Tromsø. Tromsø? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? Yeah. So, I grew up there and I moved here, well, maybe 11 years ago or something.
0: Yeah. Is, is that a, is that a sort of a, a smaller town or is like does, do people do what they do in canada and as they try to go to the big city
1: yeah i guess so
0: yeah yeah
1: you go to school and stuff like that
0: yeah
1: get a you, job i you, don't know
0: yeah you are the uh third duo band i've i've interviewed in as a, i think under a month <laughs> okay
1: it's a thing <laughs> and the other any other norwegians in there
0: no no norwegians no you're my first norwegian guest i would oh, say oh cool yeah yeah, I think uh I've done some uh somebody from France, somebody from Italy, so a few people from Italy. Okay. Uh but yeah, you're my first uh Scandinavian guest, I guess even in general too. Oh. Sort of uh
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's great to have you. I, I listen to your record and uh it's really good. And, Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 really raw. It's the drums sound exactly how drums I like to hear, like big roomy, yeah. boomy. Uh, and it was a power move to send them as wave files, by the way. Oh yeah, 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 because it's bigger, right? Like the the actual file transfer is is, is much bigger, but it yeah, sounds sounds amazing. So uh, it's cool. coming out in like a like a week or so, right? Like
1: yeah, it's a week to the day.
0: And so uh, I'm pretty
1: stoked about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so what are the plans with? Uh, I know you're touring. Um, yeah. It seems it's a cliche question, but you ever thought of coming over to North America?
1: Uh, we've done a, a East Coast tour a few years ago, mm-hmm. so we played South by Southwest and and then worked our way up the coast.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, On all right. Yep. That would have been a West Coast then, the other side, because Austin is sort of in Texas, which is in the middle. Yeah,
1: yeah, but we worked our way up the East Coast, so oh, okay, we ended in New York, I think, or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So is it sort of a thing for? Because I know, I know, like bands from europe in general they like to come to america but i i'm always like stay there it seems like culture's better i mean <laughs> you know what i mean it seems like in in like in scandinavia or norway and sweden it seems like music's appreciated a bit more
1: maybe it, it's a bit different because in europe when we tour here we get, always get fed and we always get a place to stay and stuff like that like the basics are covered but mm-hmm. that wasn't the case in the u.s no. But luckily uh, there was a lot of friendly people at shows that offered up their apartment for us to sleep in and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, it was a trip.
0: Did you take just the two of you or did you take a third with you? Like No,
1: this? uh we actually toured with uh a band from Connecticut called Grizzlor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Really so, good noise rock uh, band.
0: Yeah. I so is having two people in a band i've had this conversation before but it always seems like it's is it is it make it hard for tiebreakers? you know like when you have a band conversation how do you yeah how do you deal with like a, a tie <laughs> like i want this i want that and then how do you
1: well then uh, ties usually don't happen because we we mostly agree if mm-hmm. something sucks then it sucks and if it's good then it's good yeah. but i think if one of us are kind of uncertain then uh, we usually don't proceed with that idea because the both of us has has to love it, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's such a tight bond. I mean, being on the road with one other person, I I couldn't even imagine that unless you know, I've always toured with bands where it's been enough people to sort of like pair off, you know, and and go, you know, have yeah. have your your touring buddy kind kind of thing. But he's I got imagine he's your touring buddy, so you go and experience things together, and and yeah, uh, of course. How long? You, so you've been in band since what two thousand eleven?
1: Yeah, this band started two thousand eleven, but me and the other guy in the band, Timo, played in an other hardcore band here in Norway, uh before that for five years or so.
0: So oh, okay.
1: we've been at it for a long while.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh so how is it how is it adapting into a two piece from say having another like how do you conceptualize a song? Do you, do you think differently when you write songs, or do you jam it out? Like, how, how do you guys, what's your writing process? Yeah, I would
1: say it's, it's easier to jam when you're just two people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. A lot less clutter when we can just jam bass, no, the drums and the guitar, and that's it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. basically a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I, do you do some of the songs with bass, just bass and drums, or do you, do you flip flop, no, or are you always on guitar?
1: Always on guitar.
0: So you must tune some strings lower then to get some sort of...
1: Yeah, and use a shitload of effects. Yeah. <laughs> and like three amps.
0: Yeah. Oh, three? Yeah. Oh, wow. So how do you... So when you do it, do you do any sort of delay to sort of get it, thicken it out, or you just run three different tones?
1: Uh, three different tones. I, I used, usually use like an Ampeg bass stack or something like that for the bass tones, mm-hmm. and uh, a half stack for like the in between the bass and the guitar and like a Fender Twin or something for the guitar sound.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can definitely hear it. I mean, I did read in the bio that you recorded it live. Like did you yeah. do minimal overdubs or no overdubs? Uh we did overdubs, but yeah. minimal. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I I when I hear it it sounds like, you know, what what kind of room was it? Was that a room or was that a studio? Like where did you record that?
1: It was a studio actually. It was uh have you ever heard about the Norwegian band MotorCycle? Uh,
0: not really, no.
1: No, it no. was their old drummer that used to run a studio here in Trondheim until recently. So we recorded at his studio.
0: Yeah, so it must be a yeah. massive room.
1: That's the thing, it isn't. What? <laughs> it's a pretty tight, cramped room, but he made it sound great, so...
0: Yeah, no, it yeah. sounds like, Uh, I mean it has very kindred to like uh like a Steve Albini recording you know what i mean like yeah we tried to shoot for something like that yeah yeah so did you use any room mics or did you just use like a like i how
1: we, yeah we used room mics and and we recorded the the amps in a separate room so we had like the separation yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so so your last, your first record was in 2011 and is that where you sort of it took a while. It takes a while for you to guys make a record, or did you guys have other things you do?
1: No, our first record came out in twenty fourteen. We had only done like splits and and EP until then. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah we did a record in twenty fourteen and one in twenty fifteen.
0: Oh, so okay. This is yeah. our third album. Oh, okay. It's your third. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And when you uh, are, do you make it down to Germany and down to Europe, down that way? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you fly down there or do you drive down? It must be a long drive.
1: Well, it depends. Uh, <laughs> we don't have our own uh, car. So we usually the last couple of tours we've flown in and uh, like maybe to the Czech Republic and rented the car and backline and everything there mm-hmm. with the driver and stuff. So that's pretty luxurious for us.
0: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah? I, we, I've we i been over there a few times with my band. And the last time we went, we hired a driver in a van, but it was a re- <laughs> He called it the white shit because it had like <laughs> it had like uh, spray paint all over it where someone had graffitied it up, and he called it like okay. like what he called it in, in in Italian. But i was like, what's that? What's that stand for? He goes, it stands for the white shit. So uh, <laughs> it got us to every show. I mean, it made it. Yeah, I mean, it's good. yeah. So when you, you guys, uh, so you go out, you go out for is this the only thing you do? Is this your band band or do you have no, other no. other things? What's your uh, what's what you your mean, nine to five job?
1: Well, I work at uh, an Apple support thing. Actually, yeah? yeah, So I'm working for the man.
0: The man. Well, Apple's big man. less of the man, really, <laughs> in, as far as I'm concerned. But it is pretty much the man. I I yeah. have no problem with that. I mean, like, it takes a tough. It's hard to have a band, a career, um, yeah. a livelihood without supplementing it with something. You know, you have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and because it keeps you close to it, there's like a lot of friends of mine would uh, they'd stay in it for a little bit, and then they'd sort of like quote unquote get a get a real job, and then when that real job hindered the fact that they couldn't make music anymore, and that's the sad part, you know. That's not
1: for me. I'm Mm -hmm. a lifer. This is what I do. So yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes, I'll keep playing music.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you uh, so are you going to come back to North America?
1: Yeah, we want to, but the costs are pretty steep for a band of our, uh, yeah, sm- small size. So,
0: mm-hmm. you have, eventually, eventually, it times, any, right? Do you have any government support and things like that? Does is like? Yeah, we have
1: we have that here, but uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll see how it pans out this time around. Mm-hmm. It's usually you have to apply for every tour and and stuff like that. So, you
0: yeah, Canadians have that too. Yeah,
1: it's a good thing. Absolutely,
0: and we have we have that big. United States monster down there that is, uh, is a t- we, we can't even get into the United States to tour unless we buy like a huge, like uh like a visa and things like yeah. this. There's no, <laughs> there's no like free trade when it comes to music, you know? Like, so for yeah. me to go down to America, I haven't played in America since 1992. That's the last time I wow. played down there because yeah. it's frightening to get in there. And then once you're in there, it's like, it's okay, but it's not Europe. That's for sure.
1: Wow. We snuck in did? to the US when, when we flew over. We, yeah. we only had like uh, uh, vacation permits or what's it called, ESTA. Yeah. 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 So we were kind of, we, we didn't uh, dare to bring any of our gear. Yeah. So we just bought shitty gear when we got through the border. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's the best way to do it. We did that. I, well, I am lying because we, I, play, I forgot I played in Chicago, but I had to, we went across mm. saying we're going to go see a hockey game. So we went, yeah. we went and played in Chicago. It's 12 hours from here. So we, we, we snuck in, and we all had to lie about what we, you know, what we were doing. And we had yeah. to sync it up to a hockey game that was happening.
1: <laughs> How Canadian of you. Oh,
0: very Canadian. As they yeah. start asking me uh, like, uh, statistics about who, what teams, We had to figure out what teams were playing. We had to like, make this whole lie up. <laughs> and our drummer, he, he kind of gapped because they were asking what we did for a living. And, and we all sort of said what we did. And he didn't want to say he was a music teacher. Because that might yeah. sell out the fact that we were musicians, which was completely oblivio you know what I mean, the guy would never have known. So it looked like his head was gonna explode. I'm like, answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always frightening getting across the border. I mean, even it's my family. I take my family across. I think they could they could deny us at any time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that it's pretty difficult getting over the border. So we yeah. wanted to play in Canada when we were there. It yeah. would have been possible with the Browning, but yeah we didn't dare to cross any borders
0: no it's a that's a wise move and you know yeah. coming from from over there to america i think would be a wiser choice anyways like canada has a pretty good scene we have a good but we only have like on the east coast you know like three four maybe cities you know and it's, yeah. and it's still six hours apart you know in in ontario that's that's for sure i mean I'm sure you can relate where you live, like how long it takes to get places, you know, like.
1: Yeah, the drives are insane here. Yeah,
0: you have pretty good. I mean, what's the weather like really when, like, because I was in the closest to uh, Norway was, I was in Sweden, it was in Gothenburg. Yeah. And and, and the weather, like we were there like two days before Christmas and the weather was actually like pretty awesome. Like it wasn't stinking Uh, cold.
1: Well, the thing is, the weather is okay, but uh, January and February are the worst. It's just, yeah, it's not even, uh, here in Antonheim, we have like the five seasons every day. Yeah. So it can be snowing and sunny and raining at the same time almost. Really? And it's, yeah. 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 It's just, and this time of year, it's just like, it's not snow, it's just uh, like slush on the ground or Mm -hmm. ice.
0: Yeah. How close Uh, to water are you? Like Oh,
1: it's a port city.
0: So A port city. Okay. So you're right there. Do you uh do you ever make it to UK to the UK or is that
1: we want to go there too but we haven't been so far eh
0: you don't need to go there
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that the deals there are almost worse than in the US oh yeah definitely as
0: you know as a touring musician we'd go to Germany and get paid and get fed and have a place to sleep and you go to the UK and it's like no food no place to stay no pay you know nothing you know and I I'm nice. born in England, so I I I have yeah. a, a I had didn't have to get work papers because I had a, but they still tried because they didn't have a British passport. It was always a pain in the ass, and we still have to buy visas to get into the UK. Blech. it's not <laughs> it's not worth it. Is nope. you know, I mean for a scene would would there be like a a scene for your band there or is it, anyway
1: in the UK you mean yeah yeah I think so. Yeah. It seems like they they really like. Aggressive underground music there for some reason. Really? So, yeah.
0: When um, so the, I mean, your bio references the Refused and things like that, and I don't, I don't hear the Refused as much as I think your bio reads. No. That, is it only because you're Scandinavian? <laughs> <laughs> some sort of racism thing no, going on there.
1: <laughs> we got that comparison thrown at us uh, around the first record, and it's just stuck around. But really? I love Refused, but I would never claim to sound like them. No. I wouldn't dare to touch that thing.
0: Yeah, The Shape of Punk to Come is a pretty fucking awesome record, man. Yeah. It really did actually change. It changed the music industry over here when mm-hmm. it came to like how aggressive music was listened to. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a big, big factor. Um yeah, so so your, your record's coming out in a week and a half. Let's play a song. I got a I got song queued yeah. up here. Cool. One thing I you know about your songs, they're pretty long. There's some long songs in there.
1: Yeah, they're like five minutes, all <laughs> of them on this record.
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite? I got them all here.
1: It's Crook Look," the first one.
0: All right, I'll play that one. Um, we were just talking in, in the in the thing. That I really noticed, like, it sounds like humans playing music. And that's a very... I'm even more impressed by bands that can fool me. That You know what I mean? They can fix it all and fool me. And I'm like, okay, I understand. Like, there's some punk rock bands you listen to. And he goes, I could believe that. And then there's other punk rock bands you go, nah, it's super fake. It's like, it's so fake. Yeah. And it really does... I don't know why society has said music has to be perfect. What's your thoughts on that? No,
1: I like imperfection. It's what makes us human. So, yeah. But I want to be able to pull this shit off live too. And if we faked everything, then it would be no way. Yeah. No way to do
0: that. Definitely. And, you know, when bands are like, a, there's it's an important thing when it comes to supporting each other. So when you're playing something, you want someone to support real time what you're doing. And yeah. if you make a mistake playing, you want that person to sort of carry you and support you. I mean,. Mm. And it's tough to do with two people because you know, and it's but maybe it's easier. I don't know what you know. Do you ever get into situations? Easier, yeah,
1: yeah, because the fewer you are, the less people are there to fuck it up.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, definitely, (laughs) absolutely. Because it was funny. I did a thing years and years ago when I was like a teenager, where me and a buddy just started improvising, jamming as a two piece. And I found yeah. it to be very super fun because you could just make shit up, and it's two people communicating with each other. And when you have that third, or fourth person in it, it, maybe that's a tough thing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it also makes writing a lot less easy because of the democratic process and everything. Yeah,
0: when you guys when you guys write, do you sit in a room and write, or do you come in with an idea? Like, what's the, the both the, yeah. both uh,
1: some songs start. With an idea that's brought into uh, brought into the rehearsal space, and other songs are just jams that develop. Yeah. But yeah, we never bring in full, fully complete songs.
0: So you don't have like your home studio and just sort of work something out and bring it in, or is that a no? No, no. We we
1: like maybe have a riff or two and bring that into the rehearsal space and uh, work it into a song structure, and then do a really raw demo there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, start writing vocals and stuff like that.
0: Definitely. So how did you hook up with Spartan Records? How was that? How did that work out for you? Well,
1: around the, when we wanted to release our first record, we thought, well, we've been doing this DIY thing for a while. Maybe we should try to get a label. And we just started sending out mails. And, uh, yeah, Spartan were interested and kind enough to let us on. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, as easy as that.
0: <laughs> it's my i i it, well it's not that easy but i i like your the pragmatic look at it. it's like well it was just that's what happened that's what, you know what, <laughs> i mean i must admit the very first demo i sent was to batiste records and they put my record out so i i agree with yeah. you if it's if it's good they like it and then you click then it's good did you find it difficult is it difficult working with people who are perhaps not on the same continent or is it is it uh, how was how's your communication with that
1: well it it works out pretty well um emails are are nice yeah because yeah, because of the time differences and everything, it's kind of hard to <laughs> yeah when Spartan's day starts, mine is about to end you know yeah
0: i uh I used to remember waking up at four in the morning to have conversations on the phone. It was difficult because there were six yeah. obviously still six hours. I would get up at four in the morning and I'd call and I'd make coffee to try and keep my mind like ready to, you know what I mean? And I had to work the day. I don't know. It was stupid, but I would call like at four in the morning, four in the morning, I'd call because it would be like they're they'd be just getting in so I could get them, you know, but, uh, yeah. it's, well, so you,
1: you had a, you had a day job after the, yeah. this phone meeting. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> I would try to get back to sleep for at least an hour and then wake up and go work. But it, it was, it was a tricky thing. And you know, 15 years ago, 10 years, 10 plus years ago, it's a, mm. we were in a different spot when it came to electronic communication. Like we didn't have Skype or, or this communication. No. Period. We didn't have any of that. So for me to, I, they gave me a phone, a European cell phone that the battery, I think it was purposely the battery would go flat like after two seconds. So I couldn't make very long <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> but uh, I, I would, it was, it was just a funny way to communicate for me that emails were new and and, and mm-hmm. i think we're in a good spot now for for bands to do even bands that have members in different cities like yeah, most I, definitely. i just had can... chad price on the show and he he was talking about people all over north america and he's you know
1: yeah you don't even have to be in a practice space to have a rehearsal almost
0: yeah yeah it's it's an interesting concept but do you feel like, what is your thoughts with that? Like, do you think you kind of have to be in the same city as your co your band? Or, like, are you old no, school? But,
1: um, uh, Timo uh, lives, uh, like, three hours north of here. So we usually do, like, rehearsal weekends or stuff like that when we need to write. Wow.
0: Oh, I yeah. didn't know. That. Yeah, that's, that's a long way. That's like driving almost to Montreal from here. Well, no, no. Right? Yeah. It's, like, halfway to Montreal. But... So you guys talk on the phone a lot, and that's that's another way of communicating. Or you can do yeah. Skype conversations, and right, it's cool, it's cool. Um,
1: but I'm kind of old school when when it comes to writing music. I think it's best to just uh, that everybody is in the rehearsal space and we work it out there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. As you get so you older, get, uh, though, it gets trickier. It gets trickier with your time. Your time is more precious, you know. Yeah. So live that now. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm thirty-four. Yeah, so you're getting yeah. there. You're getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Getting a bit long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. There'll be times now, like, do you do you take couches and floors, or are you starting to sort of go, man, Maybe I can
1: upgrade a little. Oh, we're we're still doing the squat thing, you know, <laughs> Couch <laughs> surfing and everything.
0: How <laughs> do you, uh, how do you, how do you feel about that? Are you, do you want to keep doing that? Is that a thing you like when you're forty-eight, or I
1: you know, don't know. Yeah. We'll see how long the body. Uh, Uh, Agrees with this lifestyle.
0: Definitely, sometimes the body (laughs) says, No, I'm done. I don't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. No,
1: but I like it because we are definitely coming from uh, a a punk perspective of things. So uh, I just love the whole punk community and everything. And it's pretty strong in Europe. Definitely.
0: And they don't like, there's not a lot of, I mean, when it comes to music and separation. So. Have you done, can you, the scene like now touring, do they put you against bands that sound like you or, or, or do you find yourself playing with bands that are completely different?
1: Both actually, but it's, it's getting better because I like playing with bands that are diverse and that you have like an evening that isn't like three or four of the same band in a row. Yeah, That's just boring.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. We did uh we did a show we opened up for Dillinger Escape Plan and all the hmm. crew at the show were like, because it was a festival and every band sounded like Dillinger Escape Plan. So yeah. they were like they're helping us load our gear because they didn't do anything, but it's like, Oh my god, thank you for thanks, thanks for changing it up because it was like every band <laughs> was that, you know, and it was it was and it lost just wasn't people lost interest, you know, because you get the same of yeah. the same thing. You wanna it loses kinda its,
1: it's meaning when the, the main act comes on and then you've already heard like a watered down version of it all
0: night. That's true. That's true. Do you find the inspiration with, uh, like, I mean, obviously you have your, your, your tastes in music and what you like in music. Do you ever find yourself like trying to do other stuff? Like how do you, if you ever get like a writer's block, do you ever try to like, um, try to change it up a little bit, like listening to different music? What, what do you have of that?
1: Yeah, of course, but I don't really believe in writer's block, uh, per se, because mm-hmm. I think it's just those are the periods where you are forced to develop uh, the tools you need to start the next record or your next project, book, whatever you do creatively.
0: It's just developing. So you work it, you work into it. So, yeah, because yeah. I go in spurts. I'll do like two songs in a month and then not write a song for eight months. That's sort of a... Yeah. That's, I guess, an, in a way of working yourself into that process. But
1: so I try to con- continually just stay busy with creative stuff.
0: A lot of people say that writing, it keeps your brain well, up active when you can do something every day for a little bit of yeah. time, even if it's uh, twenty minutes. You're you're exercising yeah. your brain. Yeah. Do you uh oh, do you write a song a day or what's your uh, how how do you when yeah. you when you write ideas you put them in your phone like how do you how do you capture it
1: yeah well lyrically i usually just write down uh, if i have a brain fart or a good idea or whatever i just write it down on my phone Mm -hmm. so it's it's an excellent tool to have around
0: (laughs) totally totally absolutely yeah yeah well i uh i think uh yeah i want to see you guys come to toronto one day that would be fun you yeah. guys can sleep on my couch. I have a big couch that sleeps two people. One, Thanks, man. You can do feet to feet.
1: <laughs> can we play in your studio as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can come yeah. absolutely come by. Um right now it's sort of like it's this is my basement, but the studio is was it was in a barn just north of here and then I I had the my my parents moved, so I had to get rid of the barn. But uh, if you guys ever want to do some recording, some live off the floor stuff, I got, I got it all here, man. I'm, uh, I'm set up. Cool. It'd be fun to do. Even just like anything, man. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to to meet you in person and have you and be, you know, at least show you that Canadians are, to an extent have uh, some, we're nice the Americans. Let's just face it. Let's just, <laughs> let's just cut the shit. You say that Canadians are better we, people.
1: We were lucky enough to play a show with No Means No before they, uh, um, yeah, really? retired. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh, really? So that was in 2013, I think, or something like that. Where, whereabouts was that? That was here in town, in Thrilling. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I know that um, Rob stopped playing for a while, but John's still doing stuff with the compressor head. Have you heard that stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard some of it. I haven't checked out the record. Is that even out?
0: I don't know if it came out, but I, I had John on the show like a year or two years ago. He was talking about it, how all these super smart guys, these computer nerds had like developed like in, robots that played instruments, like real instruments. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That shit just blows me away. And he wrote all the, the music for it and it was supposed to be I usually it was some festival that it was supposed to happen. Like this band was set up to play at a you know at a certain time of the day. And he yeah. wrote Yeah, I don't know if it actually came out.
1: I, I don't know yet. Me, me neither. But yeah. if I think if if uh, John from No Means No supports this as the future music, I'm okay with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> I yeah. love that album. Wrong is one of my favorite albums of all time. Hey, it's brilliant. Oh, it's perfect, right? Like, yeah. think how many bands that influenced. Like, how many? How much influence that that record had alone? Just that first song is like, whoa. Yeah. It's that's, that's inventing music as far as I'm concerned that's sort of like that's it's own style
1: it is it's <laughs> mind blowing absolutely
0: and even yeah. like everything they did as the Hanson Brothers and as, as No Means No even with the did you ever see them with two drummers no they did a tour where they went across Canada as No Means No but they took the drummer from the Hanson Brothers with them and they did this two drummer show okay. so they would do stuff like double kick progressions where it's like each drummer was doing kick trade-offs like it was and then That's they came cool. out uh on an encore as handsome brothers but then they toured all the way back across to the west coast as the handsome brothers <laughs> and it, it was That's
1: awesome a great idea
0: yeah it was really yeah, really cool, cool, cool. They're,
1: they're actually uh doing something different with two drummers because usually it's just doubling each other and stuff like that but
0: yeah i think they put a record out on that it was like 93 two ninety one, but they put a record out and I think they had two drummers playing on it anyways. But they would do okay. stuff that it was like I do watch it and you see because where John sets up is sort of off to the side and where their drummer was was in that traditional spot where the drummer would go. And yeah. uh and it was just fantastic. It was so good. So good. And cool. what a what a I mean that's our greatest. I always said in the nineties. It'd be great to see No Means No and Primus tour together for some reason. I
1: yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah, there's a definite link there.
0: Yeah. Just a neat thing.
1: My Primus is uh I grew up on that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. One me, of my favorite bands.
0: Me too. I mean, I kind of fell off after the was it the Brown album? I kind of fell off a little bit, but still they do. Yeah. They're such I saw them at Lollapalooza, I think when they played Lollapalooza. Like around pork Solo? Porks yes, yes. I saw that. Oh, and I saw man. Tool Play the B stage. Like, okay. Yeah, in Vancouver. It was off in Vancouver. And Tool played the small stage, and he still had this huge, big drum kit. Um, but it was pretty awesome. It was on, uh, what was the, 8 The first oh, yeah. EP. That's when they were touring on. Yeah.
1: So that, that was when they started working on the new record, right? Yes. 93 about.
0: Undertow had, hadn't come out yet, but they did some yeah. songs from it. It was just an amazing thing and we got somehow we got in there for i think it was like either free or somehow we found managed to get some tickets but yeah that was it was amazing times back then from I mean, when you're younger and you you can appreciate music i'm do you still find yourself like looking for new bands or do you have a fallback system yeah
1: no i'm always looking but and like you said i'm when you get a bit older your time is more precious so yeah. i don't always have time to look for new music yeah but yeah
0: it comes to you though. I mean, like this stuff that yes. I heard. Like this is this is stuff that's like, oh, because I feel like, as I got older, I feel like I switch off a little bit and I go back to what I think is safe. You know, what I mm. what I and then finding new music because there's so much of it. It's tough to just sort of get into a thread. You know, following a yeah. thread of music where it's like, oh, this is really cool. So, I mean, this is another thing in the podcast is like I get to meet people who who play interesting and cool music and and I can choose, you know, who, 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 yeah. you know, and it's a very cool thing. Do, do, do,
1: uh, do you have people just sending you material all the time that you can check out?
0: I do. I have like, there's this guy in Montreal sends me stuff and then, um, uh, Oh, sorry. One second. Sorry. One, sorry, one, sorry I can't sorry, My phone's ringing. Um, and then there's just, there's just, uh, there's uh, a, a lady who used to work for Fat records who sends me all this other stuff. And then there's, uh, then Mike, um, from, uh, is it Earshot? Earshot sends me stuff yeah, too. So. Yeah. I just, it's like almost like I've got like a backlog now. So it's, it's, uh, I'm a, I, I shift stuff around cause I know your record's coming out. I'm going to, I'm going to make this come out in a, in a couple of days from now. So yeah. you don't mind me playing music, right? Cause I know that sometimes. That, no, yeah, no. Just okay.
1: play whatever you want. Okay, cool. Well,
0: man, it was, it was really nice to meet you and nice to talk to you. Mm. And whenever you come to Toronto, Pleasure. let, let me know. And then we'll, uh, we'll give you, well, I'm an hour and a bit outside of uh, uh, Toronto, but if you ever want to come and uh, hang out in the country. Come uh, look
1: me up cool thank you man and thank you for having me on the show
0: that was Tony Gonzalez of the band Baron Womb all the way from Norway Norway not that way Norway everybody I, I got this radio voice right now because I'm, I'm getting a cold so I sound like I'm on the radio no that's Tony Gonzalez from the band Baron Womb on, from Norway that's enough for him. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show. Thank you very much, Tony, for doing the show. Um, thank you for all the people that subscribe, rate, review on iTunes to the show. Thank you for liking the show on Facebook. Go by going to facebook.com slash appleuckpod. Don't, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, SimonHead666. I don't know if I said that in the whole thing. But anyways, thank you so much, everybody. Again, listening to the show, I been. I have actually have a surplus of shows now so I'm trying to make sure that the ones that are coming out are coming out at the right time so this one was just done a couple of days ago so it's coming out now so it seems weird there's a few that are on the back burner because this one is more important because when the record comes out so everybody, see you next week who's going to be on the show next week? I don't know if every time I say it's going to be, it's probably going to be the wrong person but anyways it's going to be a band be uh oh oh it's gonna be jp from the band the discarded yeah that's good that's that's good uh jp used to meet a band called snow dogs and he's, he's got a band with his two sons which i think is amazing amazing so everybody have a great week we'll see you again next week okay, okay. Bye.